It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huffert. Glad to have you with us on another Monday night, Caveman Corner on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. We are presented by Monterey Mexican Grill. Open seven days a week with daily specials, including breakfast. Get authentic Mexican served fresh daily or catered at your next get-together. Get to McKinley and Division in Mishawaka or online, MontereyMexican.com. Monterey Mexican Grill, it's what you want. Also, our other participating sponsors, Midland Engineering Company, Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Industrial Door of Northern Indiana, Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage, Kurt Outdoor Living, Mishawaka Barnabies, Mishawaka Education Foundation, and REMAX 500. Call 255-5858. Couple coaches with us tonight from the football team, Keith Kinder, and uh, we will also be talking here in just a little bit with Steve Anderson from the volleyball team, Dean Hubbard. How are you this evening? Hey, it's great to be with you, Sean. You as well. Glad to be talking to you. And Keith Kinder, how are you? Doing all right. Not sure what to do with myself without a game this week. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. On Easy Street for a week, right? Of course, you guys have a sectional bye coming off, finishing off the regular season, 42 to 21, a five-game winning streak to close out the regular season. How are you guys feeling right now after the start you had to, to close this season on a five-game winning streak? Well, I, I think we're you know pretty happy with where we are in terms of, of how, we, how we played Friday uh, against a really good Northridge team, got out to a really good start, um, and really played well. It played our, our most complete game by far. You know, I had a had a little stretch there in the second quarter where, you know, we had a bad snap on a punt that led to a touchdown and, and the game got pretty close um, for all of one play. And then, you know, we had a big play for a touchdown right before half. So, um, but all in all, just really proud of, of, of how our kids have played in the last, you know, five weeks and, and really how, how they've practiced and how they've prepared, you know, they, they have, they have made the commitment to get better every single day, and, and that's why we've had the success that we've had in you know late September and all of October. How would you describe this team? Because I, you know we've, we've talked to you, where are they improving and all these different things over the course of the season. How would you describe them right now, sitting here with eight games under your belt? They're fun. It's, it's <laughs> the most fun I've had just, just coaching. It's a fun group to coach. Like I said, they, they believe – everything we tell them and they listen to everything we tell them. And, and that's not always the case. You know, there's some times where, you know, you get the feeling that the, that your, that your teams aren't really listening to you. Right. And this, this group is listening. And I watched the, I watched the videos that Dean makes um, every Saturday morning following a game. And I listen to the interviews that the kids have. And I can tell based on what they say that the kids are listening to us and, and they've just been so fun and, and, and I told them after the game Friday just how proud I am of them because there's not a lot of groups that, that go through the start that we went through and continue to buy into what we're, what we're selling. And, and this group did. Um, and because of that, the, they've got a chance to be conference champs, got a chance to, to make a really good run in the tournament. Coach, and I think that's what you've talked to the kids about is just giving them a chance. Even after you had the 0-3 start, 
you said, we've got a chance to be really good. And you were so convincing in that because you believed it. Uh, when you saw that first touchdown of 80 yards and it happened within 15 seconds, it had to make you smile and, and just be proud of the group because you know how far they've come. And that set the temple for that game Friday night. It really did. And, I mean, that's like the the third or fourth game where we've scored in one or two plays to start the game. You know, Concord, yeah. we scored on our first offensive play. Um, Warsaw, we scored on our second offensive play. What really got me um, fired up is is the you know our defense getting two stops to start the game and then being able to build that that three score lead. Um, I, I thought that was huge for us on the road. You know, they're playing for um, a conference championship as well, and so I thought it was huge that that we got off to the start that we did. But you know, you're right. The, the this group just um, continues to amaze me, continues to impress me. And like I said, they're just it's it's fun to show up to work every day with this group. What type of mentality does that offensive line have? And I know we talk about them each week, but it, it just seemed like there was some explosion that was maybe even boom on Friday night. They want to punish people. They're <laughs> they're they're really kind of mean um, in, in a good way. I mean, they love to you know, basically inflict their will upon people. They, they love their job and, uh, you know, um, being an offensive lineman in general is, is not a fun task and, and our offense and, and the way, the things that they have to do to prepare themselves, um, the drill periods they go through. I mean, uh, their, their typical Tuesday and Wednesday practices are absolutely miserable. And so I think they actually enjoy the Friday nights because, it's their opportunity to, you know, kind of dominate the game. And, and we talked to our kids all week, uh, particularly last week, about how I really thought that the game was going to be decided at the line of scrimmage. And, and I thought if we could win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball that we were going to win. And, and we really did that. And, and we did it kind of in, in, in dominating fashion. And I don't like to gloat. I don't like to brag. Um, and I wouldn't do it um, uh, for any other group. Than, than our offensive line and our defensive line, but they absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage Friday night. Well, and at the same time, and we're with Mishawaka head football coach Keith Kinder, again, you've rattled off five consecutive wins. You only have one conference loss this season. That was a close loss to Warsaw, a couple bounces away from potentially even winning that game. But Northwood and North Ridge are two really good football teams, and you, you handled both of them for the for the most. I don't want to say easily because I, I mean they scored some points, but to be able to beat both of those teams in this season, that again that began the way it did and everything else the way you did, I, I imagine that's got to be pretty satisfying for you. You know, it really is, and and um, you know, senior night we beat a really good Concord team that's in our sectional. Um, by 17 points. And, and I think that um, it, it took us a couple of weeks. You and I talked about it a lot, Sean, just figuring out where people belonged on defense. And right. once, once we got that figured out and then we taught them how to actually play hard every snap, but, you know, uh, coach Lewinsky, our, our defensive coordinator goes through um, every Monday morning and uh, watches our film and, and counts the loafs of our players. And, um, you know, totals them up. And when we, when we did it against Marion, we had something like 75 loafs as a defense wow. um, 
Friday, he counted one and he said he was being a jerk with that one. Um, <laughs> so we are, we are at the place we want it to be. And we always talk about, we want to be playing our best football um, in late October and early November. And, and that's where we're at right now. So what happens then when you go back and you're looking at that game film and you see loafs? What, what, what happens after that, especially when you've got that many loafs? Can you kind of work us through how you work the loafs out of guys, I guess? Well, we total them up, okay, and, and we individualize them. So, hey, so-and-so had this many loafs, and we're going to do up-downs, and these up-downs are for so-and-so. Right. And then when we get through those loafs, well, then we're going to do these are – you know, player X's up downs. And so, you know, we divide them in half over the course of Tuesday and Wednesday because um, we don't want to do them on Thursday. We want to keep them fresh, but Makes sense. that's, that's yeah. how we've done it. And, and we've done it for some buy-in. So if you're the person that, you know, we always save the most for last. So if your name gets called last, that means you had the most loafs the Friday before. Well, you know, that's a challenge, right? And so yeah. you don't want to be that guy the next time. And invariably, I, I dislike it because I, I don't like punishing kids, um, but it works. Um, and invariably, on the Monday after a game, our kids will come in and the first question they'll ask Maddie is, how many loaves did we have? Because <laughs> they want to be great. And and so we've turned the corner with this group. Um, and here's the other really good thing about it. We start three seniors, you know. Uh, we've got this group playing at a, at a pretty high level. I, you know, they're only going to get better and we got the majority of them for another year. Coach, a lot of people don't know behind the scenes, we were looking at actually playing this Thursday or Friday night against Goshen because we lost that game earlier in the year. We opted out of that after Goshen and Mishawaka drew each other in the first round of the sectional. Now that we're here, and the NLC has given us permission to use that as a conference game and a sectional game. It feels like it's working out the way it should have, whereas there's not going to be an asterisk to how many wins or losses you have this year. And if we can beat Goshen in that sectional game, you get to advance, but you still get a week off. Uh, do you feel like you're in a good position uh, to play a, another NLC team and maybe have a chance to move on in the sectional? Yeah, I, I really do. I, I like where we're at as a team. I like the fact that um, we're we're in a position to win a trophy in a weird way. You know, it, it's typical 2020, right? Like you're going to win the opening round sectional game and you're going to get to celebrate um, a championship at the same time. So uh, I'm excited for our kids to have that opportunity. I told them that, you know, once once it was decided that that's the way they were that we were going to go, that you know, we weren't going to celebrate um, at Northridge, you know, because uh, based on the decision that the NLCADs made, um, we still had to win another game. And so we're going to respect our opponent. We're going to respect the, uh, the game of football. And we're going we're gonna to have to put our work in these next couple of weeks. We're going to have to get better. We're going to have to beat a team on the road, uh, not just to save our season, but to um, hold a trophy at the end. So, uh, I think our kids are excited. Um, I, I think they're. I think this break has come at a good time for us, and uh, uh, we're going to try to make sure that we that we treat it the right way and and can find a way to to balance recovery and getting better. 
And you think of this week, it's not only a strange week because you have a week off, but it's also one of those weeks where we have a fall break. So it probably does work out well. Do you start working on Goshen this week or is it work on Mishawaka and then then you dive in next week to the sectional opponent? Yeah, I don't think we'll we won't talk about Mishawaka to our kid or excuse me about Goshen to our kids until next Monday. We we decided that we wanted to identify um, a few things that we wanted to get better uh, in all three phases of the game. So kick coverage, we want to get better at that. Uh, our our kickoff. So we're going to spend time this week getting better at that. We want to. Uh, we've got a few wrinkles that we're going to add to our offense. We've got uh, a, a couple minor tweaks uh, position-wise on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and so we're going to focus on those uh, those three things, those three areas, uh, the two days that we're out on the field this week, which are Wednesday and Thursday. And then, well, you know, we'll give the kids the weekend off, and then we'll come in Monday morning. Or Monday, excuse, yeah, The coaches will come in Monday morning. Um, kids are off on Monday uh, for fall break, like you said, and then uh, starting, you know, Monday afternoon at 3.30, it's, it's going to start a typical week for our kids. So, um, you know, I, I, this is the third year I've, I've been a head coach and this is the third different way. Um, we've handled a bye, just trying to find, uh, the balance that we like the best, but, but we think this is a good option for our kids right now. Keith, before we, we wrap up with you tonight, of course, if you win this game, the team you'd be sharing the NLC championship would be Warsaw and, and your former mentor Bart Curtis down there and everything it it seems like it would be kind of fitting if you two guys in your first year in the NLC end up uh having that trophy together yeah I wish we didn't have to share it with him Um, (laughs) I'm sure you you do (laughs) I you know I I'd like to have that one back uh right but you know they they beat us uh and you know I'm I'm just really proud of our kids you know I I told our kids um, Friday before kickoff that, you know, five weeks ago, I stood in that locker room uh, against Warsaw. And I, I I just stood and looked at our kids for about a minute because I wasn't sure what I was going to say to them. I wasn't sure what to say to them. I wasn't sure how many more times you could tell your group, hey, we're going to be okay. You just got to trust me before they stop believing in it. But I told yeah. them, you know, you are the best team in this conference. I believe it. And I told him on Friday before we we took the field against Northridge that you know the the time to stop you know the time to say things is over and it's time to prove it and and our kids have done that they've done everything we've asked of them I think our community and our school uh, should be really proud uh, of this group of guys and and I'm just so proud of our coaches and our our players and and everything that everything that goes into you know having a football season in 2020 Dean. Uh, has done such a good job managing uh, this pandemic. Um, he's, he gets almost no credit and gets a ton of grief. Um, but he and, and the athletic department have done such a good job of, of making sure that this is as normal a season for our kids as it possibly could be. Um, and because of that, I, I'm really grateful for him. Uh, and I'm grateful to the administration. Um, I'm grateful to you, Sean, for, for what you do for our program and for our kids um, I'm just really proud uh, to have the job that I have, uh, and especially with this group this year. Just so grateful. And we're always proud to be working with you guys as well. We, we, we have a blast and looking forward to more, of course, when sectionals start, for you guys anyway, a week from Friday. Keith Kinder, thanks as always, and we'll be talking to you soon. All right, see you soon, guys. Okay, take care. Keith Kinder, head coach 
of the Mishawaka football team. With Dean Huffert, I'm Sean Styers. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, Steve Anderson, the Mishawaka volleyball coach, will join us when Caveman Corner continues on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Caveman Corner continues on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Before we chat with volleyball coach Steve Anderson, of course, with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dina Hubbard. Some good news uh, for the boys and girls cross-country teams this week, it sounds like. Yeah, Don, it was a really positive weekend. Our boys cross-country team had junior Ryan Hoopengarner qualifying for semi-state. He finished eighth at regional, so great job by Ryan. Of course, his brother played on the basketball team last year. Great family. Yeah. Good to see him doing positive things for Chris Kovaleski. And our girls' cross-country team, you got to give these girls credit, man. They finished fourth at regional. You know, this time of year, you can get shorthanded, but Sarah Bashara was 11th. Freshman Jada Rogers was 14th. And these girls were fourth out of 19 teams, qualified for semi-state. So they get to move on to New Haven this weekend. Wow. Uh, just uh, just really proud of our proud of our teams. We had a had a, a girls soccer team win a game in sectional against a tough Laporte team, and then our our volleyball team over the weekend got a win over Riley and got to move on to the Saturday round. And I know that was good news for Steve Anderson. They battled a tough Laporte team on Saturday and and really had them down. So I think we're going to talk to Steve about that and the progress and the building for the future for the volleyball team. Absolutely. And we've got Steve with us right now. How are you tonight, Steve? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you with us again. And let's let's kind of start with what Dean was talking about, the sectionals. You win that first round matchup against Riley and, and a tough battle against Laporte. What, what did you think of uh, kind of how your, how your team was able to play over there at sectionals? Sure, sure. Well, it's always good to get a win after in postseason any way yeah. you can get it. So that, that's always good to get that first, that first win and moving on to Saturday. Uh, again, it's at that level right now, it's, it's how you play, not necessarily who you play. It's, I've always said that and I've been doing this for a long time now. So I was pleased with, uh, the results we got on Thursday and was hoping that some of that magic would carry over on Saturday. And, uh, that first set, uh, I think we had a, like a five point advantage, like a 20 at 20 to 15 and obviously needed to get the last five points in order to close that first set out. Um, I'm sure Laporte wasn't used to being behind uh, most of the year. I believe their record is like something like 25 and two. They've only lost to two of the top teams in the state. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we felt, I felt good. Um, The, one of the reasons I felt so optimistic is that our two middles are both sophomores and uh, our one varsity setter is a freshman. So with half the team being so young, uh, half the people on the floor at that time, I felt felt good about where where we're headed. Well, I can imagine. And and how how would you sort of summarize this season? First season in the NLC and everything. What 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 kind of growth? What kind of progress did you see from your team over the course of the season? Sure. Well, first of all, the NLC. Um, I am not trying to bash any any conference, but the NLC is is loaded from top to bottom, as you can see by all the all the schools that are in that that uh, uh, in that league. There are no right. there are no cupcakes, uh, you know, up and down that league. So you have to kind of prepare for, you know, do the best you can to prepare. So it was kind of a kind of an eye opener to see how you know how competitive they are. Um, I'm sure once we get fans back in the stands, that will be helped with some of the juices on both sides. 
Um, so it was limited on the people that could show up to the matches. But, uh, you know, sometimes once that whistle blows, I think the, the players on both sides uh, are playing for their, you know, for their pride, for their school, for for everything they have. So I think that in the, and this year was just so different. Again, not changing benches and just going in there and, and kind of, you know, just being, I don't know. It's just, it was really different. Believe me, after doing this again, this is, this is 41 years, including my 10 at the assistant Marion. So this was the, this was the oddest that uh, I felt trying <laughs> I to prepare. You know. Yeah. And I'm sure that's, that's, you know, that goes for every sport and, and every school. So it's nothing new, but it's just new to an old timer like me. Sure. Coach, you talk about those young players, but you've also got a heck of a feeder system that's that's starting to develop at John Young Middle School, and, and you've got a coach down there who you're pretty familiar with too. And I, I know all the coaches. <laughs> are well. uh, exactly. Are well, harder on than Morris. Yeah, my brother announced his retirement from Marion after 20 plus years there, and uh, you know, when once there, I found out there was an opening at at, at our middle school, John Young. I kind of had to do a little smooth talking. And told him about the ten years I gave him at Marion, thinking I was going to be on that, you know, way out, and but I'd stick around and help him. And then this opportunity came up. So when again, when one door closes, <laughs> another one opens, and uh, he was on board with that, and uh, he did a really nice job. He uh, went through the Big Eleven undefeated. Um, and then the tournament came, and then they they dropped the set uh, at the semi-state, I believe, level. But I think that's going to help. I think what happens in every sport. And at every level is to try to get that winning tradition. And once you start having these kids believe in winning and knowing how to win and knowing, you know, that you can win, I think that's part of the battle. And I thought you were going to give credit to Sherry Kaiser and Julie Facet in our athletic <laughs> department. For <hiring laughs> Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Um, yeah. And again, speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, again, old timers. <laughs> And no slam on them. If uh, you can tell how long I've been doing this, when both Julie and Sherry both played for me, also, and I couldn't be happier that they're involved still in in, in sports in general and the sport that they grew to love. Hey, Steve, real quick before we wrap it up. Now, of course, your season just ended. So, what 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 kind of plans, off season plans, do you have, and and that kind of thing as you get. Get sure. Start looking towards sure. Well, 2021. you know what? We, I always give that little that little talk about, hey, if you're playing in another school sport, this is what you want to do. This is what you should do. If the, if you're if you're basketball, you have your mindset on basketball, then I'm sure those basketball coaches are you know waiting for you. If you're waiting till spring, we have uh, we have Cammy Dustin, who's a, uh, a a solid track uh, star with a shot put. I'm sure she's uh, anxious to do that because again, she had her season. Uh, canceled last year. Um, I, I just try to make sure that if they're doing another Mishawaka sport, that's what you should do, and uh, I'm sure that that'll help you. You know, again, getting away from one sport and going on to the next one keeps you fresh. Um, so that's always a plus. But if they're not, there's so many opportunities for club ball. And and again, speaking of our our conference, like that stuff we're in now, a lot of those girls that don't play a second sport uh, or or another school sport, I should say, they move on and play their club volleyball and get ready for the next season. And that's helpful. Um, so I'm hoping, if, again, if those girls and their families can decide on what they're going to do, if that can maybe include some of that for, again, that extra, you know, every time you touch a ball. What did, what did Michael uh, Jordan say? 25,000 hours makes you good. 
Right. Absolutely. So yeah, hope that that's that's hopeful. Um, but again, you know, like I said, it's been such a crazy thing, and you have to be so careful. And and uh, I get it, but uh, just hoping that these youngsters will still have that passion to do whatever they can do to be ready for uh, again for for the things to come. Steve Anderson, the head coach of the Mishawaka volleyball team. Steve, always a pleasure talking with you, and uh, look forward to talking to you again in the future. Absolutely. I appreciate it very much. You guys have a good evening. Stay safe. All right. You too. Thanks. Take care. For Dean Hubbard, I'm Sean Stiers. Caveman Corner is presented by Monterey Mexican Grill. You can visit them online at MontereyMexican.com. Midland Engineering Company, Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Industrial Door of Northern Indiana, Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage, Kurt Outdoor Living, Mishawaka Barnabies, Mishawaka Education Foundation, Granting a Better Future, and Remax 100. Give them a call, 255-5858. Dean, always a good time, and we will uh, we will be back. You were asking, we will be back one week from today, even though there's no Mishawaka football game on Friday. We'll have another Caveman Corner next week and uh, we will continue going for as long as the Mishawaka football team is playing this season so I'll talk to you next week thank you very much Sean all right thank you as always Dean Hubbard the athletic director of the of Mishawaka we will uh, have Monday night football coming up next on sports radio 96.1 WSBT